0: What's up, y'all? Coming to you live from Bellevue Square? What? West Side? West Side? On the west side of Washington. Back home. Doing the, um... The old Easter Bunny. So, gonna be doing that through Easter for the next couple weeks here. Just wanna let you guys know. Not gonna be as many, um episodes probably, full length episodes at least, won't have as much time, gonna be doing that all day through Easter Sunday, but oh my gosh, right now I'm on my lunch break, it's 1.40pm, April 8th, Monday, 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 but I'm back here in the back room, cooling off from wearing that uh, furry suit all morning, but oh my god, it's so much fun, it's been like, this is the second year in a row I've done it, and I did it one other year but it's a blast like it's just it's hilarious how people's uh reactions when they see me it's so much so much fun I just love I love uh waving at people and it's actually more fun to freak them out to to see the look on their face go from from a smile to shock <laughs> to pure fear but um it's pretty funny it's a fun little job uh just a little seasonal gig here before I. Go on back to Pullman before I move down to california i've been telling telling all my fellow uh coworkers here that i'm going to be moving to California at the end of the next month so you know it's all it's i've told you guys it's it's in I'm in i'm all in baby <laughs> that's how I, that's how I get myself that's how I convince myself to do stuff I just I have to tell people i'm going to do it I think that's the only way for um at least for me, just have someone to hold you accountable, you know? Like you have to hold yourself accountable, but yeah, it's good to have someone else to hold you accountable too. I mean, I don't know, just for me personally, like I like to tell people, um, not like bragging about it, but just to like put it out there so I can remember like next month when I'm reflecting on this time period, a month from now, I'm back in Pullman, back at A, a Starsborn Born HQ in the coffeehouse apartments, uh, second floor across the street from Washington State University. I can I can look back at it and be like, oh, I told I told Mitch and I told Doug and Josh, Hoppy that uh, that's his his uh name is Hoppy for because everyone has, like my brother's doing it too, and he's a redhead, so he's carrot top. So um there you go. It's not just a comedian. It's the uh, the Easter Bunny helpers too. But it's a fun it's a fun little it's like a family family friends business. Um, our neighbors. Uh, they've run it for a long time. They do the Santa photos, too. So I've worked, man, pretty much every year since, like, sophomore year of high school, I've done Santa photos. Last couple years, I did photographer. That was a lot of fun. But because I'm always home for, for uh, like, a winter break from college. So it's a perfect time. Got those days off leading up to Christmas Eve. And, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it was my first job ever, I think. That one or QFC? But, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. It's just pretty much seems like second nature at this point. But, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. What else was I going say? Oh, yes, yesterday? It was weird. So, you know those automatic, this is completely random here, but you know the, the automatic hand wash things? There's this, it doesn't really matter These he's old, but this elderly gentleman, well, I think he may have been a ghost because he kept waving his hand underneath it. And it did not go for him. I was standing right next to him washing my hands. And then when I put my hand underneath it, it went on, it turned on right away. The water turned on right away. And then he put his hand under it and it just didn't do it. So I was like, some sort of weird like electro field going on there. Or I swear, maybe he's a ghost. That's why I, I, I was joking around and I said that to him. I was like, are you a ghost? <laughs> it was weird. I wonder why those things. Some people, I think, it's like a real thing that some people have like, electric magnetic fields or something. I don't know, I sound like a scientist right now, like my Einstein or Tesla. But um, speaking of Tesla, there used to be a Tesla, like a shop, a Tesla store in Bellevue Square, but don't think it's here anymore. So um, let's see, what else do I want to see. Oh yeah, I just thought of this. Next time I get a like a pet, a new pet, a dog or a cat or whatever, I'm going to name it, name it a Peeve, so I can tell everyone that this is my pet peeve. <laughs> you guys like that? That's, um, I just saw that, so I'm sure someone else has had that idea, but I'm going to claim it for mine. I like it. Um, yeah, this is just, I'm pacing back and forth in this back room here, back in the employees-only, what do you call it? Just kind of the back, backspace of the mall, about to eat some lunch. Uh, drink some water, got to hydrate, just went to the bathroom because it's a big hassle um, taking off that bunny suit and running to the bathroom. But um, I got another break coming up at 5.30, so another nice little break. Um, Maybe I'll just come back to you guys, talk to you again then. But um, for now, that was a nice little chat, nice fun little chat. Um, Looking forward to getting my next cat or dog, naming it Peeve. My pet peeve. And uh, for now, take care. Take it easy. And Merry Easter. I belong with you. You belong with me. You're my sweetheart. Dance, bunny, dance. Dance, bunny, dance. Dance, bunny, dance. Dance will make them dance. Bunnies will make them dance. Rabbits will make them dance. Rabbits will make them dance. Boom. Second break of the day five eleven 11 p.m. Uh, coming to you live from the back room back here in the uh, back of Bellevue Square the Hallways the uh, employee only hallways holding it down Dancing getting ready to dance uh, Honestly, I really step it up Here's my strategy. All right, for bunny, here's my strategy. So it's a long day. It's 12 hours. So 9.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. We get these two breaks. Um, so I, I kind of hang out in the morning, sit in the chair, relax, wave at people, um, spend most of my morning doing that. And then late at night, yeah, that's when the bunny gets real crazy. <laughs> that's when, that's when uh, I get into my element, if you will. I get... Um, get A little antsy, I start dancing about, and the past hour or the last hour, I should say, uh, that 8 30 to 9 30 spot, I'm uh, I'm uh, quite the dancing bunny. Um, so much fun. There's something like <laughs> it's the most honestly, the most free you'll ever feel in your whole life is being in a giant bunny costume in the middle of a mall, just dancing like crazy, and just having you know, I mean, I'm not even like. Opening my eyes, I'm just closing my eyes and just breaking it down. Like, so you think you could dance style, dancing with the stars? I'm actually, I'm actually kind of dancing around the around the room while I'm doing this. But it's so much fun. That's my favorite part. That and freaking people out. <laughs> just the like when I wave at them and they, because a lot of people, they think I'm fake. They think it's just a giant like stuffed bunny or something or giant plastic bunny but it doesn't really make any sense because i'm holding like babies and stuff so it's obviously not fake um but maybe they didn't see me hold a baby you know like some people i guess if you just walk by and i'm not moving then maybe it does look like i'm fake so that makes sense but (laughs) that's a i was just thinking like how much trust we have in our in our society like this. i don't know do other is Easter bunny pictures? Like pictures with the Easter bunny and pictures with Santa Claus? Is that like a international? Like does everyone do that or is that kind of like an American thing? Like I don't really know, but it's just weird cuz especially with the Easter bunny. It um well first of all, it's like the ultimate like contrast to like a third world country. <laughs> like they're just like some country, I don't know, like pick a country in Africa or something. Um i don't know know. um just pick like a third world country and yeah they're just like scraping to get like water like fresh water is like a treat and not having to walk like five miles to get a glass of water and we're over here just handing like two week old babies to a dude and a dude that you don't know in a giant bunny costume and he can't really see that well And and you're just that's a level of like, the level of, like, luxury that that we're, like, living in, in, like, this... It's kind of weird. It's bizarre if you think about it. Because, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about while while I was in the suit. Because I got a lot of... Like, one of the parts about being the Easter Bunny is you don't talk, you know? So, I got a lot of, like, thoughts just... I, I get to just sit with my thoughts just all day, basically. And it's kind of interesting. It's kind of a a deep dive into your into your psyche, if you will. <laughs> but... I don't know, it's pretty relaxing. I like just being able to, like, it's all about body language when you're with bunny. So it's just moving your hands, um, all that stuff, you know. But I don't know, it's such a funny thing. It's a funny tradition. Um, I'm getting excited. I'm getting ready to dance. Oh, I forgot to mention that yesterday we had a Seattle Mariner come in. Kyle Seeger, Seegs. He's on the DL right now. So we didn't travel with the team to Chicago. Chicago, to play the White Sox. So, um, yeah, Kyle Seeger came in yesterday morning, Sunday morning, and brought his family in, and he wasn't in the picture. They just did a picture with their kids, but I didn't really recognize him at first because he kind of just looks like a normal dude. Um, He's probably only like 6'1 or something, not super tall or bulky or anything. Like, you definitely would not be able to tell that he was just like a professional athlete just by looking at him. He kind of just looks like a like an IT guy or something but like some guy that works at Microsoft works he's a video game tester but yes yeah, Kyle Seeger because I wasn't 100% sure when I was looking at him from the bunny suit I was just like basically just staring at him the whole time I had he was within eyesight I was just trying to try to figure out if it was him but once I went on break I I checked to see if he was on the DL and and he was and um yeah he was also wearing a A brace on his hand and he's on the he's injured with a hand injury so there you go everything comes together all the all the evidence is um is there to back it up but yeah it was just funny though and Kyle Seager he's got those big ears too he's got his shaved head and then big ears he's got that big old smile he's got got kind of a goofy smile so it's like pretty unique like pretty recognizable I thought but That was a a big uh, celebrity sighting. Um, Other ones, I've seen Rick Ritz, Rick Riz in the past. Uh, I don't know if he's still the Mariners announcer, but definitely a former. I think he still does the radio for the Mariners. Yeah, but yeah, we saw him. That was pretty cool. Came into Santa photos here at Bellevue. And um, let's see, anything else I want to mention? I just want to mention that Seeger, Kyle Seeger came in. One of my favorite Mariners, I would say definitely one of my favorite players on our team he's been probably one of the longest uh standing mariners i would say i think he's been in the league since like maybe like 2010 or something just off the top of my head but his brother's so good his little brother Corey on the dodgers that's like oh my gosh can you imagine like you make it to the top of your game top of your sport you become a professional athlete play professional baseball and then then your little brother just comes up and he kind of shows you up, and he's better than you. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Like, what's a guy gotta do to be the best baseball player in his family? I mean, I think they have another brother too. I'm pretty sure that there's a third Seeger brother that also plays baseball. But I'm not. I think so. I'm. I'm just. I'm just laying laying it out there. Just throwing it out there. But um, definitely could look it up. But <laughs> not gonna look it up right now. But oh my goodness, getting ready um, to put this suit back on. Grab a grab a little bite here before my final push final four hours of the night um it's gonna be a fun one. It's been a slow day, oh my God, the mall has been empty today like I think we've only done i'm guessing maybe like under third- like twenty twenty to thirty photos all like all day, which is like slow it's been a slow day so it's Monday, though. I mean, it's also spring break, I think, for, like, yeah, spring break for people in the district. Um, my mom's on spring break because she's a recess teacher at, uh, wait, where, how can I not? Lockwood. Yeah, my mom's at Lockwood. She used to be at Shelton View forever. So that's why I think that I identify her with Shelton View. But no, she's Lockwood. But um, yeah, she went over to Spokane to my mom and dad's new house with my sister. They went uh, yesterday, and they'll be back Thursday. And then my dad went to Milwaukee this morning for work. His company, uh, Fiserv, they're the new um, arena for the Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks arena is named after my dad's company. And they're actually going to the final game of the season, of the regular season there. So, I mean, he might not get to see Greek Freak play. Greek Freak? Because it's the last game of the season, and I think the Bucks are boy, the Bucks in first place. I think they might. I haven't looked at the standings forever. I honestly haven't followed the NBA very closely this year, probably because we don't have a TV. So I haven't had TV since January over in Pullman. So and now it's never on in like the cub, like the student union building. If I went to check there, so I haven't really been watching any NBA really. But hopefully I'll see some of the playoffs. I mean, we'll see. But um, yeah, wow. Alright, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna grab a bite to eat, chug some water, stay hydrated, and uh I'm gonna go dance. Dancing bunny all night long, baby. Alright, thank you so much for listening. Um yeah, as always, keep um, keep spreading the word about the podcast. I'm so happy that we're building, we're building this community, this beach. Uh, this ocean of starfishes, whatever you want to call it—galaxy, Milky Way, uh, you name it—I think let's let's just, whatever you want to call it, you can call it a—you're part of the ocean of starfishes, or the, yeah, whatever you want to say, something uh, preferably water or space-related. <laughs> but it's definitely all the listeners of Stars Born—you're you're definitely all starfishes. That's that's one thing that we know for sure. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for telling people about the podcast, uh, spreading the good word, uh, buying my books on Amazon and Kindle, and go on my blog, thegoatone.blogspot.com. Follow me on Twitter at ChrisTheAuthor8, and Instagram, ChrisArneson8. And as always, I love you. I'ma go dance. She's a good girl. She's crazy about Elvis. Hey, hey, hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hop on over to iTunes right now and give the podcast five stars. And thank you, thank you. It helps out a lot. And enjoy the rest of the show. Have a great day. Ciao. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Reporting to duty, Chris Arneson coming at you live on the clock, on the dot, 10.53, on the dot. You got it. I'm back. Ah, oh, Deep breath, deep breath. Back home in Bothell, baby. Back home after a long day of the Easter bunny, bunnying it up. Oh my gosh, I was, oh my gosh, I had a great... Night, by the way. I think we only had like five groups come in for pictures all night after uh, the break. But in that last four hours from 5.30 to 9.30. But oh my goodness. I was... You guys, You should have seen me. I was on fire out there dancing. I was doing the the thing where you wave at people. I do the a tiny little wave at people when they look at me. <laughs> and it always cracks them up. And then I would do the thing where... I, I would wave I kept waving my arms frantically in the air and they would walk far towards the other side of the mall and I would keep waving my arms like wildly and they kept turning around and I got like three or four groups real good real good <laughs> real good doing that um doing the old the old long wave uh the long con of waves um that was my favorite oh my god I loved it I was dishing out hugs left and right just holding my arms out, <laughs> and there was, I mean the mall was empty it was it was pretty empty all night. I mean what do you expect Monday night, April eighth I don't know I don't know what April has to do with it, but ah uh, eh. <laughs> it was a good night though it was lots of fun i I have so much fun doing the Easter Bunny. I forgot how much fun it was since last year, like going into it, I wasn't that excited but Now, it's only been, what, it's been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days, and I've had a blast. Tomorrow, I am photographer, and then Wednesday, I'm photographer, um, but just till 5.30, then I could be the bunny from 5.30 to 9.30 on Wednesday, and then I'm the bunny every single day, 12 hours a day for the rest of the season, so the last however many days that is from uh, Thursday through Saturday. Easter Eve is the last day but it's so much fun I I love just the freeness of dancing oh I was trying to oh my gosh uh the the helpers um were, were the helper and um photographer and uh Hoppy so there's three people there tonight but they were trying to teach me how to um floss do the the old Fortnite floss thing and I could not figure it out, like, I do not, I don't know what it is, I think it's a generational thing, or maybe I don't, it's tough, I, I need to look up a video it's definitely on my bucket list, learn how to floss um, Ah, it's like, I think you have to learn it, do you have to learn it when you're young or something, like, I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of adults flossing I, I don't know, maybe maybe they do, but it seems like a younger generation thing, that's for it's for darn sure, (laughs) but I mean, I don't play Fortnite, I've never played Fortnite, is that crazy, I've never even seen, I don't think I've ever seen anyone play Fortnite, I've watched, I've watched my friend play PUBG, which I think is kind of a similar game to Fortnite, but I've never seen the game Fortnite, so I think that's where flossing comes from, I'm, I do know that though uh flossing comes from Fortnite, that <laughs> sounds like such an old man. I'm such an old, old washed-up man. Just flossing, flossing comes from Fortnite. <laughs> those are that's so funny. Like those words mean, like five years ago, you would have sounded insane if you said the words, if you said the sentence, flossing comes from Fortnite. People would think you were insane. They would, they would uh send you to, to an asylum. But oh my God, what am I saying? Oh, also I. The security guard, he um, one of the security guards at the Bellevue Square. He's been uh he's been loving me. He's been like coming and giving me like high fives and hugs and stuff every day. And today he he followed me um, into the back room when I was taking my head off and at the end of the night at nine thirty. I was oh also if I should probably send out a warning, like this is like a what, like at least T V thirteen or something this podcast um because i don't want anyone to listen to this podcast with their kids listen to this episode with their kids and then that's how they find out that the the easter bunny is just some dude <laughs> from the a stars born podcast that'd be a that'd be a hilarious way to find that out and also at the same time they find out that santa claus isn't real either but <laughs> he really no he is real though that's what we always say we always say that like Santa Claus is real, like you just have to believe in him. It sounds, I know it sounds loopy, I sound kooky right now, but he's Santa's real. I mean, I believe, like, I think he's real because he makes people uh, do good things and like be nice to each other and give presents. Oh my, like, are you kidding me? Like, when are people ever that nice that they give presents to each other? It's like, like, on birthdays, it's birthdays and Santa. Christmas, I just call Christmas Santa. <laughs> that's why I call Christmas. I just call it Santa um yeah it's that's why that's why I think Santa Claus is real though. It sounds so corny. I like corny things though. I might as well be from Iowa. It's probably because my dad's from Iowa he was uh my dad was born in Iowa, so that's probably why I'm so corny, but <laughs> I'm serious though my he actually was my dad was born in Mason City, Iowa um yes kind of random. He grew up in South Dakota till like I think till like 7th grade or something, then he moved to Bozeman, Montana. And that's where he went to high school and college. That's so weird. Um since I live in Pullman, I kind of know like like now I'm living in Pullman uh not as a student um through t- till May 31st, <laughs> but um so I know what it's like to live in a college town, and not go to that college, and that's just, like, such a weird thing, like, I can't imagine going to high school, growing up and going to high school in, like, a place like Pullman, Washington, or Bozeman, Montana, (laughs) and just having the college, like, looming over your, your, it's just, like, a big dark cloud, or it's not necessarily a dark cloud, but it's definitely a cloud looming over your high school, because it overshadows it, that's for sure, because, like, a place like Bothell, like, Bothell High School would be, like, the biggest deal. I mean, we have UW Bothell, I guess, and Cascadia, but those aren't, like... That's not, like, Washington State University. It's not, like, a major college. I don't know why. I'm just babbling (laughs) now. I'm just saying, it's kind of weird living in a... It's just a weird experience living in a college town and not going to that school. Especially when it's, like, a small town, like Pullman or Bozeman. But I think it's something that everyone should... Not like everyone, it's not like everyone has to try it, like, once in their life, but, like, if you ever get the chance to live in some little college town for, like, six months or a year or something, and, when like, when you're not going to that school, I'd recommend it, like, maybe in, like, your, like, when you're my age, you know, <laughs> 25, it's, like, a, it's a good time to live in Pullman right now, oh my gosh, but, I'm in Bothell right now, why am I even talking about Pullman, so, anyway, who, any I was talking about the security guard, he followed me back to, uh, with my, the helper who took me to the back room. Uh, I was all done for the day and I took my costume off, took my head off. That's like the big reveal is I love the big reveal of taking the head off. Um, to, but yeah, that's what happened. He, cause he wanted to see, he was like, I gotta see who you are. So he just followed me back there and, and he kept, oh, I'm about to swear. He, I'm about to swear. Got warning <laughs> earmuffs, earmuffs, kids. Um, he was like, you're the fucking bunny. <laughs> he kept saying that. The fucking bunny. He's the fucking bunny. <laughs> and it was so, I loved it. He, it was, we just kept laughing. He's laughing and laughing. <laughs> and he was like, oh, he's like, it all makes sense. Like, right when he looked at me, he's like, oh, that matches. Like, that that matches your personality. Like, I could see it. I was like, what, what did you think I look like? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, but I was being funny. I was, I thought I was being funny. Like, oh my gosh, this one kid, this tiny kid came up. He's probably like two years old or something. And he came up, it was probably with his brother. So I was, I get on my knees on like, on the carpet so I could have a better eye view. Like, uh, it's like more level uh, eye view with little kids. And I give him out like suckers and stuff. And um, so I'm giving this little kid a sucker. And yeah, I look, if you're wondering like where my eyes are, I'm looking through the the mouth hole. So there's like a mesh netting over the mouth hole. And uh, that's where I look out with my eyes and and that's where I breathe. That's like the only spot that breath comes in, I think. But um, yeah, so I have one sucker in my hand and these two little kids come up and I did like, I did like a eenie, meeny miney, back and forth between them. And <laughs> and and then I I just gave it I gave it to one of them and um, the other kid was like so disappointed <laughs> and oh my gosh but I I just felt sorry there I got distracted now I have to do like this stream of consciousness I got distracted there because I started doing the eeny meeny miny moe thing but I know that that's like that's a uh, one of those sayings that how do i put it It has like race racist it's a racist saying like if you if you don't know what eeny meeny mighty mo, i was surprised like the first time i ever heard like what that actually meant but yeah apparently that's racist so uh i guess yeah you're not supposed to say so yeah like right after as i was saying it i was like i'm not supposed to be saying this anymore it's not politically correct for me to be saying um Eeny, meeny, miny, I should stop saying, <laughs> I gotta stop saying, <laughs> I can't stop saying, that. no, but, oh, uh, I know, it's, it's racist, so, but it's weird, though, because it's one of those things, like, you grew up your whole childhood, like, I mean, I can't, I was, I went through high school, like, thinking, eenie meeny, miny, mo was, like, everyone, like, thought, I, th- I think that's a pretty recent revelation, but, I'm sure, I'm sure that was, like, out there for a long time, but, now I don't even know. I I got so off-tropic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the first time I ever heard that that was racist, but it's just kind of like one of those things that it's like, what? Like, that's like, ugh. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't believe it. Like, it's like, what? It's just confusing, I guess. Because it's weird because people, they teach it to you. Um, like, teachers and parents teach it to you when you're a little kid. Like, that's what was taught to me. So... I grew up, like, you grew up saying it, and it's just normalized, so now I guess I'm just giving some background for, I I, think, I don't need to defend myself, but, you know, I just, everyone says, everyone grew up saying that, you know, alright, enough of that, I <laughs> sound so, like, a it's just like the closet racist guy over here, <laughs> this is my new character, closet racist guy, <laughs> no, no, but, oh my god, uh, so, I've cracked myself up tonight. Um, but anywho, what was I saying? So I was saying that the security guard was super happy, just he was like, Oh my god, I can't believe you're the fucking bunny. He kept saying that, the fucking bunny. And I was like I loved it. I, was, I just kept laughing and uh yeah, and then he was like the the girl over at the 'cause the guest services is right next to the Easter bunny. Um, little our little shack and set up there. It's right next to it. So, like, I'm doing all these crazy waves and hand motions and stuff. And she's probably just, like, they don't have much to do because people just come up and ask them questions about, like, where stores are. I mean, even though there's giant maps, like, giant directories, um, people still go up to guest services and ask them where stores are. But other than that, like, I just look over at them and they're always just sitting there, like, completely still. (laughs) That'd be, like, a funny... That'd be a good Saturday Night Live character. Good SNL character. Um, Like, I could see, like... Who... Oh, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon would be a good... Oh, and Anna... Molly Shannon and Anna Gastastire. Wait, is that her name? Gastastire. I think they were... Those sweaty balls. They were the ones who did sweaty balls. I believe. Late 90s SNL. They'd be good. That'd be a good skit for them. Um guest services at the mall and they and they just sit there completely still for like 20 minutes straight like just not even moving like perfect posture like back is back is not against the back of the chair at all just 90 degrees 90 degrees posture just complete that'd be a funny character i think that'd be a good skit um i don't know what would the escalation of that sketch be maybe i think there'd be have to be like crazy stuff going on like around them and they would just still be sitting there completely still the whole time (laughs) and there'd be like fights going on and like brawls and all sorts of like i imagine just like elephants running through the mall or something (laughs) i don't know for some reason but just like any distraction just the biggest distraction you can imagine and they're just sitting there completely still the whole time i think that actually that actually sounds like a pretty funny sketch. Like I could see that being an SNL sketch. Lauren Michaels, uh, if you're listening to this right now, um, hit, hit me up on Twitter <laughs> at Chris the Author Eight. Um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I don't, I wouldn't mind working for SNL. I'd I'd write for them. Dang, <laughs> I'm just getting all, all lofty with my goals now. Now I'm just like I go from wanting to be a TV writer, moving to Hollywood. Now I'm thinking, like, second stage of my career already. I'm like, yeah, I could see myself writing for SNL. I could see that. But that's, like, one of those things that, like, that's, like, a dream. Like, I think anyone who does improv, that's something I kind of would like to try when I go to L.A. I mean, I'd actually rather do, I definitely want to do stand-up comedy. I'm definitely going to do stand-up comedy. Like, that's a fact. Like, I've wanted to do it for years. I can't believe I've never, like, had the balls, had the onions to just like, step up to an open mic and do it, but it's, like, kind of one of those hard things. It's, like, it's a hard thing to force yourself to do for the first time. I think it's good to do with, like, a couple friends. Like, go, go to a place with a couple friends, go to open mic, and then it kind of pressures you into into doing it. Like, it's tough to go do it. But, I mean, if you go to a place like L.A., there's going to be, I just, I imagine, like, open mics on, like, every corner for some reason. <laughs> I, I know it's not like that, but I know they have a lot more I mean there's obviously more opportunities to do it than Pullman but I mean there's there's places you could definitely I would have the opportunity to do it growing up in Seattle for sure obviously but it's it's the thing about having the the onions to do it you know <laughs> cuz like anyone can joke around like I've I've told you guys like I joked around even during my my grandma's funeral I I gave a speech just like off the bat off the whim like they're asking on the whim, I should say. Um, they asked if anyone wants to give a speech. And, yeah, I, I went up and did it. And, actually, I got a laugh at my grandma's funeral um, in honor of Grandma Sharon. Um, yeah, I was just like, I don't know what it was. I think it was like my Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I, had, I just compare myself to Andy Kaufman. I don't even really... I, is Andy Kaufman? He's the dude that Jim Carrey played, right? I haven't seen that movie, but... Anywho, I had some like weird timing where I just looked at my grandma's picture and I was like, "I'm, I'm grandma's grandson." I think I said, um, "I think I said I'm grandma's grandson," or like something like that, um, or, or like some weird, some weird like turn of phrase. But I don't know if that's a turn of phrase or just dumb. <laughs> For, I don't know. It, it the thing is like. Like a room full of people. There must have been... How many people were at my grandma's funeral over there in that church in Great Falls? There must have been like 60 60 people there or something. And yeah, dude. Even though it's like a... It's not supposed to be a somber place. I don't think a funeral should be a somber thing. I think it should be a celebration of someone's life. Like especially if they've had like a relatively full life. I mean, my grandma didn't live to be really old. But how old was she? She was... I think she was almost seventy-six. Yeah, she was almost seventy-six, because her birthday's May eleventh, and she passed away on my uncle's birthday, April fifteenth. Remember, I I can remember everyone's birthday. Remember that? Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of weird. How kind of strange how she passed away on my uncle's birthday. But yes, anyway, so there must have been like sixty sixty people or something at my grandma's funeral, and. Yeah, it should be a celebration of life. So like, it got like like a pretty big like pop, (laughs) like a good pop in the room, you know, like a big laugh. It wasn't like a roaring laugh, but it was like a a good laugh for a good funeral laugh, you know, like as far as funeral laughs go, like it's, that's a smaller scale. Like you don't, you don't measure that as versus like a, like a Bill Burr stand up show laugh. (laughs) Like you, people go there, his fans go there expecting to laugh but you don't go to a funeral. <laughs> You're not showing up at a funeral ready to have a belly full of laughs, you know? But, um, yeah, so anyway, like, I, I got, like, this buzz. I just felt, like, some buzz or something like go throughout my body. <laughs> like, it sounds kind of weird. Like, there's just some electricity. I felt electricity in the air. Like, when I was standing, just standing in front of a big group of people, like 60 people or whatever. Like, a huge room full of people. And just, like, getting a... a like, getting a good laugh, like, there's, I don't know what it was, but, it's, like, electricity, that's, I'm serious, like, it sounds corny, but, once again, Iowa, of course, field of dreams, Iowa, um, sounds corny, but, I loved it, I don't know, like, I, like, yeah, it sounds like I'm, like, disrespecting my grandma or something, but, like, once again, I think a funeral, I don't think a funeral should be, like, a, like, a sad, I mean, it's, it was tough for, like, my grandpa because he's married to my grandma for... How many how many years? Let's say, like, 50, 50... 57 years or something? 56 years or something? I don't know. But... Yeah, like, since my grandma's, like, 20. So, yeah, my grandpa... That was, like, weird, like, seeing him cry for the first time ever. Like, seeing my grandpa cry for the first time ever is very strange experience. But... I I could definitely see it being sad. Like, super sad for him. Because, yeah, like, they lived in a tiny little house. And they would always just sit together in the TV room. Just, like, I'm pretty sure just all day. Like, all day, just sit together. Because my, my grandpa was ex-military. Um, so, yeah, he was... I think he was out of the army for, like, a long time. And then he was, like, a truck driver for a long time. But I think he retired, he retired relatively young, I believe. So... I think they spent like a lot of time together, just like sitting like they they spent years together, just sitting in that t v room, my grandpa like on his recliner, like his super comfy recliner, like lazy boy thing, and then my grandma on the other chair, and yeah, the big window with the view of the street um all the all the little houses next to each other, like great Falls, Montana, at least where my um my grandpa's grandma and grandpa's neighborhood just all these houses are just so tiny and they have like these little like square lawns like these little green square lawns and it's just i like it, like the summer i don't like going there in the winter because i don't like the snow but summer like in summer in great falls montana is it's beautiful like it's a nice it's enjoyable because especially if it's not like overwhelmingly hot it's just a great i think it's a great place to be honestly it's nice, but I I couldn't see myself living there though. I could see myself I would own um I would buy like a vacation house in Montana. I would definitely do that for sure. Like a cabin, cabin on a lake, one of the places I want to live, along with a high-rise in the city, cottage in the woods, mansion by the sea, and a cabin by the lake. <laughs> comes it all comes around full circle on SARS Born, baby. But yes. I could definitely see myself owning like a. If I ever get to that like financial, if I become like hugely successful as a, as a fricking, TV writer, and know SNL writer, oh my god, I gotta write that down as one of my goals now. I would definitely that's definitely one of my goals is to be a writer for SNL. Are you kidding me? That's so awesome. Are you kidding me? Yes, yes, yes. I mean it is good to shoot for the stars what's that old saying? Shoot for the stars, hit the trees. It's like something like that, but you get the, you get what I'm saying. Shoot for the moon, hit the, hit the phone, the phone lines, telephone lines. Um, uh, But yes, it's like if you, if you aim super high and then you do everything you can do to, to reach those goals, you're still gonna, if, even if you don't reach them ever in your whole life, you're still gonna end up accomplishing so much and learning so much from, all the experience, doing all those things. So like, I never tamper down my goals. I think that's such a, I think it's like a foolish thing to do. Honestly, like, you're only underselling yourself if you tamper down your goals. If you, yeah, just, I don't under, I think that's like a big piece of advice I would give to uh, myself 10 years ago. If I could give advice to my 15 year old self, I would say never underestimate yourself never underestimate what you can do like what you can accomplish never sell yourself short like i don't know that's just it's tough like self people's self-esteem can be like shaky like my self-esteem and my self-esteem can be shaky of course i'm a person but <laughs> i'm not an easter bunny i'm a person but um yeah i think you just i don't know like how do i say it just don't don't think that you can't accomplish something just because it seems like impossible like like think about like Will Ferrell. I don't know. Will Ferrell just pops mind, I guess, because he's the first episode of Born, But think about what he what he won. What what were his goals when he was a kid? Like he he probably won. I wonder if he wanted to be an actor or like a like a football player or something like a baseball player. But he ended up being Will Ferrell, like one of the funniest actors of all time. Like honestly, no, not one of the funniest actors of all time. One of the funniest people. I'm I'm not even kidding. Well, this is not, this isn't an overstatement right here. Uh, Will Ferrell is one of the funniest people in the world. (laughs) Will Ferrell is one of the funniest people in the history of the world. So he, like, he's probably always that funny. But I don't know why I just got into a jag about talking about Will Ferrell. (laughs) I'm obviously a huge fan of him. But I'm just saying, I bet when he was a kid, I bet when he was growing up, he probably, he probably had huge goals. Like, he probably didn't, I don't know. Like, who knows what he, you'd have to ask him, like, I guess we'd have to, if I ever get the chance to interview him, to talk to him, I'll have to ask him, but I think, like, I think, in my opinion, hugely successful people, like, I just picked Will Ferrell, because he's a hugely successful person, you could pick any hugely successful person, but I think that most of them, like, three-fourths of them, I don't know, probably more than 90% of them, had huge goals in their like in their young years, like in their youth, I don't know. I think it's like a, cause there's nothing. What what could go wrong? Like what's the what's the downside? I think there's no downside of having lofty goals. That's my opinion. That's I'm serious. Like I'm a hundred percent serious right now. And I'm giving the motivational speech right now. I feel like Lance Armstrong before before he got caught. Lance Armstrong before before he cheated before before. Before the, He got the test he taken before the cancer. No, during the cancer. I, I'm just thinking about Lance Armstrong because I just listened to his uh, Joe Rogan. His old Joe Rogan interview. So that's why he was on my mind. But I think there's... Honestly, you can't take... Now I'm going to go talk about Lance Armstrong. You can't take anything away from him just because he did what every other bicycle... <laughs> now I'm like Joe Rogan because he kept forgetting what... You call him cyclists. You're supposed to call call him cyclists not like bikers or bicyclers but uh Lance Armstrong did what every other cyclist like in the history of that sport has ever done like they've all they all take those drugs like they all cheat so he's not he's no different than any, any other competitor and he the only thing that he's different is that he had cancer he had testicular cancer and he got testy taken out like he that doesn't take it away that's what, what I'm trying to say here is it doesn't uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to, the fact that he cheated doesn't take away the fact that he beat cancer. And that's what I think. It. I don't think Livestrong, like Livestrong, just got trashed, like completely trashed. Like I can't believe that. Like his his foundation, like I don't think it should have gotten, like thrown under the bus, like with Lance Armstrong. I think. I think Livestrong did so much good. Like, I wonder, it's probably raised, I bet it's raised like a billion dollars. I'm just guessing. I bet Livestrong has raised close to a billion dollars for cancer. So, for cancer research, not for cancer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so like, what, how, like, I don't get it. How can people hate Lance Armstrong if he's raised like a billion dollars for cancer? How do you, how can you hate a person like that? I don't, like, even if he cheated, even if he did what every other cyclist did. I'm, I'm honestly, I stand by, (laughs) it sounds crazy, but I should start wearing a Livestrong bracelet again, I used to wear that Livestrong bracelet everywhere, (laughs) like, I remember I went through a phase in like, 7th grade or something, 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, where I would just wear like, a ton of those rubber bracelets, like, I would rock like, a Livestrong one, then like, a Bothell Cougar one, and like, a green one, an orange one, just like like five on each hand. Like it was, it was crazy. Braceless galore. But anyway, I was talking about Lance Armstrong. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Lance Armstrong defender. I'd, I'd stand by Lance Armstrong. Because what other cyclists, <laughs> what do you think the second most money raised by a, a cyclist is? Like what, <laughs> probably like for, for cancer, for any charity. What do you think the second most money raised for any charity by by a cyclist is? I bet it doesn't, it doesn't go over a million. I bet it doesn't even go over a million dollars. And Lance Armstrong, <laughs> I'm, I stand by him. I don't care that he cheated. Because I, I don't even, I don't necessarily even consider it. I don't know. I guess it's cheating. I guess you could say it's cheating. But is it cheating if 100% of the people in the sport are doing it? Because <laughs> in my view, that's just a level playing field. I think that sounds like a level playing field to me, but maybe I'm like naive or something. I don't know. Cause I think even more cyclists were cheating than, uh, baseball players in the late nineties, like the Sammy Sosa's and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire's, all those guys. Like there's, there wasn't an a, a rod. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope, um, no, the one guy that we know never cheated cause he, he was always hurt he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Ken Griffey Jr., baby. I would be so sad if I found that. I'd be so shell-shocked. I think I'd have to reevaluate everything in my whole life if I found out that Junior... Junior? That's... Oh, my God. My dad calls me Junior because of Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> like, my dad would always call me Junior growing up because of Ken Griffey Jr. Like, he's he's the man. I don't think... You guys, if you're not from Seattle, you listen to this international podcast. You listen to this anywhere in the whole world, anywhere in the whole galaxy of starfishes. But you don't realize the gravity of Ken Griffey Jr. in Seattle. (laughs) Like, I I was young, so I didn't realize it either. I mean, I was born in 93, and he was like on fire at that time. So, but I I think I kind of do still realize it because, I mean, like I said, I called the, at the Mariners, what was it, the fanfare thing in the 2001 All-Star Game when we hosted the All-Star Game in Seattle. I did with my brother and sister and uh, mom and dad. We were all at the, at that thing, the fanfare thing. What was I saying? And we were, we called the King Griffey Jr., the Edgar Double. You get to call it. We called it. We got to do the, the voiceover over the Edgar Double. Down the left field line. Down the left field line. And then, Griffey rounding third. That's like... I've, I've seriously... I'm not even kidding you guys. I've watched that video and cried. <laughs> I, like, I've, I've just watched... I bet right now, after I record this... After I finish recording this podcast, if I just watch... If I watch the Junior Double, if I watch a video of it, I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's just like... It's goosebumps. If I'm if, at least if I don't cry, I'll get a whole bunch of goosebumps. Because... I don't know. There's something about you guys probably I'm sure y'all have plays like for um let's see for Dodgers fans it's the Kirk Gibson home run. Um there you can name it for every team. They have a, they have a moment for them, you know? For for Twins it's that Kirby Puckett home run? Didn't Kirby Puckett have like a huge homer in the World Series? I believe he did. That was like the that was the 87 World Series. Kirby Puckett had a huge home run. Maybe been a walk-off home run actually. I think it was a walk off, um, but what was I saying? I like how I just throw that shout out to Kirby Puckett out there. A completely random shout out to Kirby Puckett, who that's sad. Kirby Puckett died like, like right after that. Like he passed away like young, like in his playing, like in his playing days. He he passed away from. I can't. Maybe not. Maybe I'm. Ah, I like how I'm just throwing these things out here. But Kirby Puckett. Now I, I feel like I have to check when. I feel like we gotta know. We'll just, we'll check it. It's okay. Because he had, I think I remember seeing that, that video. Maybe, maybe he died recently though. It could have been, um. let's see, Kirby Puckett. How many guys do you think are named Kirby? I wonder which one came first. Um Kirby Puckett or Kirby from Super Smash Bros. Hmm. Okay. Kirby Puckett died March 6, 2006 at the age of Forty five. Oh, but he was he was about to turn forty six on march fourteenth. Oh man, that's that makes it even more sad that he died eight days before his birthday. That's sad. Oh, and he's only forty five. That's like oh my gosh. What what did he um Ooh that's not good though. Ooh. <laughs> I like how we're just finding this out live on the podcast. I did not know this. This is breaking news by Kirby Puckett. This is, this is even more sad. Um I'll just say that he has he has a reputation that's damaged by uh domestic violence incidents. Um I'll just leave it at that. That's 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 too, that's sad though. I didn't even know that. Um but he died from a stroke in two thousand six. Okay. Man, so we're learning all sorts of stuff about Kirby Puckett. Um, okay, so let's see. What was I even talking about? <laughs> I'm just completely off track and just completely. That's what happens in the Sarsborne podcast when you're just sitting. I'm just hanging out right now on the-, on the back deck, on the back porch. It's a nice night out. It's like 55 degrees out here. It's a beautiful night out. Um, I'm just hanging out, sitting on a comfy chair, my feet propped up on the back table. Um, yeah, I was telling you guys, oh, this is what I finally wanted to get around to telling you. Um, so yes, I loved Lance Armstrong. <laughs> um, you know that, uh, Vince Vaughn, okay, Vince Vaughn, one of my favorite actors, sure, sure, <laughs> completely random there, but this isn't the Vince Vaughn episode, by the way, this is, this is the Easter Bunny Chronicles, but this isn't even a, a real, <laughs> this isn't even one of the, what do you say, canon? It's not necessarily a canon episode of The Stars Born, but it is, it's still part of the main shtick but it's kind of just a like a side story if you will like that's what that's what they call it on last podcast on the left they have they have the side stories so they have the main podcast like the canon and then the side stories we're like dumb people town they do the they release their main podcast on tuesdays then they release the mini episode on fridays um yes that's that's, i like how i'm explaining but yeah that's like what i want to say because oh yeah Guess you could kind of say it's like the interviews. Like, scroll down to the bottom of this podcast feed right now, and check out the the interviews if you'd like. What like I got like fourteen of those. They're from my my time with the Daily Evergreen back in twenty. Let's see, those were all recorded in the spring of twenty seventeen. So spring and summer twenty seventeen. Back when I worked for the the newspaper at Washington State University, go Cokes! But um. Let's see, what was I saying? I wanted to finally say, man, I'm just like losing, I'm losing it tonight. I think it's after, <laughs> I think it's after doing all that 12 hours of, twelve and a half hours of Easter Bunny. <laughs> it kind of gets me kind of loopy. It's, I'm looking at my microwave clock uh, through the window right now. You can, because, let's see, I'm, I guess I'll describe the bottle house to you guys. By the time you hear this, my parents will probably have moved out of this house. Because they're about to move out of this house Impermanently into the spokane one within the next uh month and a half, probably, so yes, I'm sitting on the back deck, I'm looking through the window, which is where the the kitchen sink overlooks it, and uh looking at the the fridge the side of the fridge, and my picture, my Bothell cougar picture uh that was taken in the the field greenfield at popkini, the grass field i like how I call it the greenfield, but it used to be um yeah, that's what it used to be. Now it's a parking lot. But because Popkini does not look like it used to. And um yeah, looking at the side of the fridge and I'm looking at the microwave. And it reads 1130. So holy Toledo. It's a late night. That's what it's a late night. It's a late 12 and a half hours of bunnying. And oh my gosh. But I, I can't. What do I want to say? I wanted to say this is how I wrap up this whole day of this is how I'll wrap up this episode of the Easter Bank Chronicles is by telling you this story about the security guard. So he followed me in uh with the helper. I I de-headed myself. <laughs> oh no, that sounds terrible. d headed <laughs> I don't think that's a good way to put it. But um yeah, I de-headed my my bunny, my bunny suit. And he was like, Oh, the fucking bunny. He kept saying, the fucking bunny. Ah, uh, I love that dude. <laughs> that he kind of that guy he kind of reminds me of, how he just kind of reminds me of like a Samuel L. Jackson. He's like a Samuel L. Jackson dude. If you guys want to, if you guys want to kind of like think of, just he's like kind of an old. He's an old black guy. I don't know. I think he had a mustache. He has, He had a mustache. He had a bald head. I mean, he just so he did, he doesn't look like Samuel L. Jackson, but like the way the way, the way he talks is just just imagine Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> just just like motherfucking wallet, the motherfucking East Bunny, like just that's exactly what that's exactly what what he's what he was like. But I I was loving, like, I was laughing so loud, just like howling, cackling, just having a ball, and, um, yeah, and he was like, oh, the girl at guest services really wants to, she wants to see who you are, because she came in on Friday with, with her mom, and she got a picture with us, and, um, yeah, so I went over there, and she was like, oh my god, I walk over, she's like, I can't believe you're the Easter one, but then she said the same thing as, she said the same thing as, uh, Samuel Jackson, she's like, um, She's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I can see it. Like, you look like you look like that person, that Easter Bunny person. So apparently, maybe I look weird or I don't know. I must have a weird look or something because <laughs> because like I was acting crazy. Like that's the thing in the Easter Bunny suit, you can pretty much just act like just dance crazy. You know, just do whatever you want because people can't see people can't see your face. You can you can act a fool. You know, because. No one's going to know. No one's going to know it's you. So I'll do the starfish pose. Like, and you're not supposed to talk either. Like, that's a rule of being the Easter Bunny. It's like, you don't talk. So like, people ask you questions and you just sit there. Just give them the silent treatment. That's my favorite thing. That's one of my favorite things about the Easter Bunny. Is when people, people ask me questions. And I just, just give them the cold shoulder. Give them the cold, uh, fuzzy, white, fuzzy shoulder. I, I love it. Um... Yeah, it also makes me wonder, like, I want to know, like, how do furries do it? Like, I don't get, like, I don't understand how people, isn't furries, they have, furries have, uh, furries have sex, it just sounds funny for me saying, so it makes me laugh saying that, just because I can't imagine just how ridiculous it seems, because I was wearing an Easter Bunny suit all day today, so I know how ridiculous it would be to have, to have sex with a person with another person wearing an Easter bunny suit like that. It's just so insane to me. Like I I don't know how like it's such a weird fetish. Is is furries even a fetish? Or is like it's like a, some sort of cosplay or like some weird um like role models that movie with Paul Rudd, uh episode four of a stars born Paul Rudd. Um I was just I was just watching This Is Forty last night actually. And Paul Rudd gave me he gave me a really good idea for a fun little wave because part of being the Easter Bunny is you got to always have different waves, like change it up with the waves. So he had this really fun little sideways, little sideways, cranky, creaky, little creaky wave that he gave at his wife when him him and his buddy were standing by the pool. Um, that, was, that was near the end of This is 40. But I love that. But yeah, what was I saying? Paul Rudd. Man, now I confuse myself. Oh my gosh, now I have to backtrack. This is so funny. I was just saying, Paul Rudd, Easter Bunny, Furries. Yeah, Furries is dis- <laughs> <it's> disgusting. <laughs> oh my gosh. It just makes me laugh thinking about it. But I guess, like, people can be into some crazy stuff. Especially when it comes to, like, sexual stuff. <laughs> I think that's when people get the most crazy. That's That's like when the real crazy comes out, so... But that's, like, next-level stuff. Like, I don't know. For me, just, just, uh, <laughs> like, the thought of going to, like, one of those conventions. Like, you know, like, a Hilton in, like, San Jose or something. Like, it's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, a Holiday Inn in Bakersfield. <laughs> just a furry convention. Like a, <laughs> like a, oh, my God. Just thinking of it. Just, ah, that's, like, one of those things you almost have to do just for, like, a bucket list thing. Like, I almost want to... I almost want to go to, like, report on it. <laughs> like, I feel like I have a duty to report on it. Like, a duty to the people. <laughs> to, like, go... Like podcasts. I could go do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Live pod... Live a Stars Born episodes from a furry, From a furry convention... But is it one of those things you don't have to participate? <laughs> I wouldn't have to participate if I went there, would? Because I? <laughs> I can't imagine myself like Gina Grad, uh, Gina Grad from the Adam Corolla show, the news girl from the Adam Carolla show. She went to a, um, a an orgy, but she did not participate. So, <laughs> she she told the story on the on the podcast. But um, so I think you should. So I think you should be able to go to a cur- uh, furry convention, And not... Not dive in, but not don the the suit, the furry suit, but I feel like, oh my God, could you guys imagine episodes from there like i would I could interview people live episodes of a star's born from the furry convention <laughs> that's what I wanna do. That's the direction that I want to take a star's born like not not necessarily, not necessarily the furry I'm like crack myself up tonight, I guess you guys can tell not the the furry direction necessarily but like the crazy direction, you know. Like I wanna do like fun stuff. Like I wanna go to like a Mariners, like I wanna do it from a mayor's game, obviously. That's a big thing. I wanna do it from like obviously do it from LA. Do it from LA when I get down there. Um do it from camping. Oh, that's one. That's one that would be really fun. I, I could see that'd be a good episode. Doing it or hiking, Do an episode from a hike, like a hiking or camping one, would be a good a Stars Born. Um, like a, yeah, any professional sporting event, like a rodeo, that came to mind. Just because I, I, just drove by the the Colfax Rodeo, back in, back in uh Pullman, back in the Palouse, when <laughs> back on a uh, Thursday. But these are the kind of things that I want to do. Like I want to do it from the beach, like L A. Oh my God. I can't imagine. It's gonna be so exciting, like the opportunities, the doors that open up when I get down there. Like I'm not even kidding. It sounds crazy. I sound crazy right now, but like I have a little bit of an idea, because like I've told you guys from 2015, from my stories of my many stories of briefly moving down there in September 2015. But I definitely had like an action packed time, like with Jash and getting dug with High, like getting to work in episode of Getting Dug with High, just oh my god, that was awesome. But that's the kind of stuff I want to do. Like, when I get down there, I want to, I'm gonna hit up, I'm gonna hit up, because nothing's gonna, there's no downside to me Ealing, Ealing, excuse me, I've, I have too many thoughts going on right now, emailing Daniel Kellison from JASH. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna email him, because um, yeah, he's the guy that, he's the JASH CEO, uh, he's been on Adam Carolla show, he's a He's an old coworker with Amcrolla over at the the man show, but yeah, he's he's a dude who I talked to, and he he hooked me up with the internship in the first place back in twenty fifteen. So I'm gonna hit him up again because <laughs> there's no downside. That's why I'm I'm telling you guys like if there's something you really want to do, just like make that phone call or shoot that email off or um, you know do do whatever you gotta do to make your dreams come true. That's like basically what, that's basically what I'm telling you guys because honestly like it sounds crazy but ah (laughs) because that's what i'm doing because that's what i want to do i'm gonna it's it's like a lot of talk and i know it sounds like a lot of talk right now but that's why i can't wait for it to happen that's why i can't wait for um like i gotta stay in the moment right now stay present you know but i'm super excited for for may like i think may is gonna be a really great month for me i think may is gonna be exciting month for a stars born and uh Chris Arneson <laughs> talking about myself in third person now but I think I think May's gonna be awesome but April's April's real awesome too April 8th it's real awesome it's, it's almost April 9th now 20 minutes um but I'm so just I can't wait I can't wait to see to see the opportunities to open up for me when I get down there um cause it's, it doesn't all rely on just like a JASH in, internship like I just I wanna intern I wanna Get my foot in the door of a company. I want to like be a writer, get on a writing staff. But I know you you get your you get your foot in the door. You start out by doing an intern or doing a what do they call them PAs. Uh, is that what they call them? Or like an assistant job or some some sort of like something in the crew or something. I don't know. I just want to start out at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, that's how you do it. You work your way up. I know. I know that you don't you don't start start at the top. I'm not gonna. I'm not really expecting to to just get hired as a writer somewhere right away but I am expecting to to ask around a lot to 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 do stand-up comedy and to maybe take a look at doing improv and to to talk to a bunch of people and meet a bunch of new people make new friends and network I love when people use that word network I think that's a really weird word to use I don't like the word networking I th- I like the word just relationships like Make relationships with people, like find places to go, like find spots to to be a regular at. um I want to do comedy. I don't know. That's a, that's just something I want to do. I want to I want to see what it's like to be in front of people, I like to to be on stage. <laughs> I can't imagine doing like a play to doing like theater. That's something that's completely out of my realm of like imagination. Like I could not. Just the thought of trying to memorize that many lines—it just blows me away. Like, I could see myself doing acting in front of a camera, just because you can do like one take, do like a take and do that line, and then you can do another take of it. But theater is all live; you have to do it all one long take. It's like Birdman. <laughs> I guess if I did a movie with with Alejandro, who directed Birdman? Was it Alejandro Inaruto? Was that him? No. Was that the? Was Birdman the same? Oh, I think. Oh. no, Alfonso Cuaron was Gravity in. Yeah, I was right about. What was it? Emmanuel Inaruto <laughs> was that Birdman? The director? I believe it was him or something, but maybe not. I don't know. That's something. Whatever you guys, can, <laughs> we can we can be left wondering who's director of Birdman. We'll find it out eventually. Um, I think it was Inaruto. I I don't think the. For some reason, I thought the director... I gotta see this now. I, I gotta check it. We can't go on... We can't go on wondering. I think it was... I think it is Alejandro and Ruto. Um. But yes, I could see myself definitely... Like, I would want to do acting. I would, Of course I want to do acting. Because you don't have to memorize a ton of lines. Like, that's just why I would never do... Yes, I would... Oh my god. What a pull. How did I pull that out of thin air I was just like that, that's his name It's Alejandro Inaruto I was exactly right <laughs> I, I have not said that name I probably never have said that name in my whole life that's so I like how the praise I'm heaping on myself but I thought it was a pretty good poll just out of nowhere I just pull out the director of Birdman just oh you know Alejandro Inaruto and then Gravity is Alfonso Cuarón of course um let's see is it of course it is Alfonso Cuaron. I like how I click on gravity, but it's actually, it's not the movie, it's just gravity. Like the, the concept of gravity. George Clooney. Um, I like how Ed Harris was in gravity. Yes, yeah, Alfonso Cuaron. Of course it was Alfonso Cuaron. What was the other movie that Alfonso Cuaron did? I know he did like one other, he did one other big one. One, one other, yeah, Roma. That's the one that just came out. Roma. The one that swept, it swept the, the Oscars this year. It <laughs> just destroyed in the Oscars this year. Is that the only other big movie that he's done? Let's see what he's done. Uh director. He did Roma. This changes No, that was he didn't direct that. He was a part of Um he uh produced This Changes Everything in Desierto. Desierto. But he's only directed Roma, Gravity, Children of Men. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? E2 Mama Tambien. Great expectations. <laughs> a Little Princess and Solo Kuntu Pereja. I that's I can't believe he directed a Harry Potter movie. I had no idea. That's so that's so cool. I had no idea. I had no idea. Did you guys know that? This just turned into a Fonzo Koran episode of a Star Wars. <laughs> um I'm looking at what Children of Men is. It's starring Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, Claire Hope Aschety, Michael Caine, Michael Caine, you before? Pam Ferris, Charlie Hunnam. There's some big names in that one. It's a British-American dystopian thriller film. It's based on the P.D. James 1992 novel, The Children of Men, and was credited to five writers. With Clive Owen making uncredited contributions. The film takes place in 2027. When two decades of human infertility have left society on the brink of collapse. 2027. That's coming up. <laughs> that's that's only eight years away. Wow. Wow. So so that's what's coming up. And let's see what... Uh, I remember what Desierto... I remember when Desierto... I saw a preview for that. And I, I remember seeing a trailer for it at some movie. It came out in t- back in twenty fifteen. Maybe it wasn't Pixels. It probably was. Oh, it could have been. Maybe it was Black Mass. Could have been Black Mass, that Johnny Depp one, where Johnny Depp plays Whitey Bulger. May have been that one that I saw, the trailer for Desierto. But it just captured me. I remember this trailer being so like thrilling. Just if you guys, you guys, I definitely would recommend. Watching that trailer, um, let's see. The film was produced by Koran with his with his father Alfonso and his uncle Carlos. Huh. His father's name is. Oh what? Okay. Oh no way. That's so. That confused me. <laughs> I was gonna say his father's name is Alfonso. No, dude. His son directed this. Jonas Koran directed it. He has a son that's a director. Dang. That's impressive. I don't know why that's impressive, but... That's, cool. that's just cool that his son followed his... He followed his dad's footsteps. His, his footsteps. I like it. You, know, you don't always see that, but... It's not always a good thing. <laughs> it's good if you're a hugely successful movie director. That's a good fall in the footsteps. Um, the film stars Gael Garcia Bernal and Jeffrey... Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. What's the plot? A group of Mexican migrant workers seek a better life by crossing the U.S. border illegally. When the truck carrying them breaks down in the middle of nowhere, the driver points the migrants and his partner, Mitchus, in the direction of the U.S. and wishes them luck. Holy Toledo. That sounds... That's why it was so intense. Yes, the trailer for this was... I just remember it, like, blew my socks off, so... I like that phrase, blew my socks off. <laughs> oh, Let's wrap this baby up. I've, I've been blabbing. I'm blabbing. <laughs> Chris is blabbing now. <laughs> guys, you guys got to let me know. You guys got to let me know I'm blabbing. <laughs> um, all right, here's, what, here's how I'll wrap, the, wrap up this whole episode of A Star is Born. By saying, so the security guard, back to the security guard. Um, he brought me over to guest services girl. And they're both like, yeah, I can't believe you're the fucking bunny. The fucking bunny. The fucking bunny. <laughs> and he seriously, get these motherfucking bunnies off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, but he, oh, I loved it. I love it. Um, He's—he's seriously, he sounded, he had the cadence. He had the exact cadence of Samuel L. Jackson. The motherfucking bunny. The fucking bunny. <laughs> Man, this is an explicit episode of a Star is Born for sure. I should slap an explicit <laughs> content on this. Um, uh, but yes, what I wanted to say is that I told him, I told him and I told the guest services girl, I told him exactly what I was going to do. I said, I'm moving down to California. I'm doing this. I'm moving to California. Because he asked me, he's like, What do you do? What do you do for a living? I was like, I'm an author. And I'm about to move to California, and that's I'm not bragging. I'm not. I'm saying I'm throwing my hat. I was throwing my hat over the ring, throwing my bunny hat, throwing my tossing my bunny top hat right over the ring. You know, not the ring. That's you don't throw your hat over the ring. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm thinking like the the circus game, trying to throw your hat in the ring. <laughs> no, you throw your hat over the wall. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I throw my hat over the wall. You know, not that's what I'm I'm trying to tell you guys, that say like, advice. I think it's good advice. Is to, like, not because you gotta hold yourself accountable, obviously. You have to know how to hold yourself accountable, because people are really, like, in the end, like, you only can look out for, like, I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like to, like, really care for someone other than myself. Like, that's what I'm saying. I can only, at this point, I only know what it's like to look out for me, me, myself, and I. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't have, I mean, I imagine if you have kids, I think, I'm sure, like, just from being the Easter Bunny, just from watching how parents, like, like their faces, like, turn to mush, you know, like, the parents' faces, like, they almost, like, cry, like, they have, like, that smile, the smile-cry look, but, like, like, how proud, like, how proud they are and, like, how, like, how much they care about, I don't know, like, how much they care about, like, their kids and stuff, and, like. The way, like, they carry themselves when they're around, when they're, like, with their kids, it's, like, that's, like, another level. That's, like, ne- next level stuff, I think. Because, like, this shows, like, it shows that they, like, I think that they would actually, like, put, I don't know. Like, this is why I've heard from, like, my many, like, from uh, listening to podcasts, like, listening to dads, dads on podcasts, dads and moms uh, talk about, like, how much having kids... Has like changed their lives completely. So um, that's like something I think I want to do someday too. Like I think I, I definitely want to have a family for sure. Like that's a... Like I want I want to like sweep up in my career. Like I've been telling you guys about how I want to... All the things I want to do in my career. Like move to Hollywood. Become a star. All that good stuff. Be born as a star. <laughs> but like all, I, I want to sell down at some point. Like not anytime... Not time in the next decade really. But... By the time I'm 40, like, I don't have, like, a deadline, obviously. There's no deadline for me to, to sell down by. But I could see myself at 40, like, being married with kids, for sure. Like, but not, not at 29, like, no way. Or even 35, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about 35. But who, knows what, who knows what I'll be like in a decade, you know. But I can, only, I can only know what I'm like right now, you know. Right now, at this very moment... 11 53 it's almost midnight holy cow it's almost april 9th now but um yeah like i think that's just something i want to do someday in my life it's just i want to, like know it's like to, to to like care about someone like to put someone's life like above my own like lit like because that's what like i've heard that's what i've heard and like kind of gathered from uh listening and just watching parents (laughs) from watching as the Easter bunny and um, just listening to parents on podcasts. That'd that'd be a good, a good show. Parents on podcasts. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think that they actually care about their kids' lives more than they care about their own life. Like it sounds weird, but I think that that's, I think that's what the whole deal is. So I guess that's something that you really only find out when you uh, take that step and (laughs) when you like meet the right person, obviously you have to, you have to have so- <laughs> you can't you can't have kids by yourself, really. Hmm? 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 That'd be crazy, right? Um, yeah. So first, you have to meet the right person. Then you, then you have a family. I think that's like basic. But first, honestly, I want to be, I want to be financially stable. I want to be like emotionally stable. I want to be like, I don't, I want to have like all the partying out of me. You know, <laughs> like it sounds weird, but I I feel like. It sounds crazy, but I'm 25. I'm young. Like, I'm I'm old. I feel old in Collarstown and Pullman, but I think when I go to California, I'm going to feel young again. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I feel young right now, obviously, but I feel as young as I ever have. As I ever have at 25, almost 26. 26 April 24th coming up. 16 days, almost 50 days, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I feel freaking great. I feel freaking great at 25. <laughs> what, what was I trying to say? I was trying to say that I feel amazing. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I it's too young to have kids. And there's, there's just like so, so many. Oh, that's what I was trying to say. Is I feel freaking great. But I also feel like, I feel like I just still have some like partying, <laughs> some like some energy Built up inside me. Some like partying energy. <laughs> like leftover. You know. Leftover from college. I would say. It's just. It's just kind of. Not pent up. But. I don't know. I don't know what it is necessarily. But. Maybe it's the feeling that. I just want to have some crazy adventures still. I don't want to settle down. Like I want to. I want to like rent an RV. And drive around the country. And <laughs> do something crazy. You know. Do something crazy. Do something crazy. But I don't want to. I don't want to call it call a call life <laughs> and sell it <them>. out. <laughs> but I don't think that that's not what it is. Like that's not – it sounds sad. That's like a sad way of putting it. Like call it – because it's just like a step. I think the first stage here's – here's how I look at it. I look at it. This is the first stage of my life. This is the stage for me. This is the stage for Chris. This is the Chris stage, you know. I'm, I'm doing Chris stuff right now. I'm, I'm doing everything I want to do right now. And then, I'll I'll meet that special lady and uh, have some kids, and then that will be that will be the family stage. That, that's not gonna be a really Chris stage anymore. It's not it's not really gonna be the Chris show anymore. It's not gonna be about me anymore. It's gonna be about it's gonna be about like the fam- It's gonna be about the family and the bigger like the bigger picture. Like the, it's one of those things where you kind of step back, see the see the forest through the trees, step back and see the whole picture. But I just I think it's a sad way to go. I don't, it's not sad, but I think it's like almost narrow-minded to go through your whole life being in the Chris phase. Like I don't want to I don't want to be twice my age right now. <laughs> I don't want to be fifty and, and still be in the Chris phase. Because <laughs> I just think that like those ah oh, I mean, it's just it's not sad, but it's just like you have you have the opportunity. I think your happiness level. Could be like exponentially raised, could be exponentially just tripled and not tripled, just keep going up, keep doubling, keep doubling. If you have, once you have, um, once you, once you have a family, (laughs) I think it's like one of those things. It's like, it's like a big, big part of life almost. I don't know, but it's not necessarily, it's not really for everyone. Like, if I'm sure listeners out there, your listener, you're like, I don't want to have kids, maybe. Maybe you're like, I don't want have any kids ever. I never want to have kids. Like, that's fine. That's, that's okay. <laughs> like, I actually, honestly, a couple years ago, I was exactly the same. I was like, I'm never going to have kids. Like, I never want to do that. Because too much responsibility. Too much money. Too much time. Effort. Uh, not enough time for Chris. <laughs> not enough time for me. But it's just like, almost, a, that's selfish. I think that's a selfish way to go about your whole life. Because... It all comes back to Christmas, just like I was talking about in the beginning. When I was talking about giving presents and how Santa is real because the joy of giving presents is, like, a real thing. Think about how you feel when you give a present versus when you receive a present. You feel, like, a million times better when you give a present. And that's, like, what... That's family. The ultimate giving a present is um, giving life. So... That's that's giving a present right there, giving life, um, giving family, building a family, building a community. But um, yeah, Hoppy, my my coworker Hoppy was telling me that he doesn't want to have kids because he's he's forty. I mean, he could still have kids, obviously. He's only forty, but he's saying he doesn't want to have kids because he hasn't. First, he's like overpopulation, but I mean, I can I can believe it. I can see what he's saying. I understand that point of view that there's like too many people in the whole world (laughs) there's what like is there almost eight billion people in the world it's a ridiculous number of course there's sure there's too many people but it's so it all comes back to ego i think everything just comes back to your ego it's just like yeah but what about me like i don't control that i i can't control how many people are in the whole world like i didn't even i didn't choose (laughs) for myself to be in the whole world (laughs) i mean that's like the whole weird that's the weird thing it's like what do you, yeah, what do you mean overpopulation? Because I have just this, I almost feel like it's almost a right. It's almost a right for, for I mean, it's like a privilege, of course. Like, you have to raise that child. It's, it's not just the first step of having the kid. You have, to, you have to spend the next 18 years. You take the next 18 years plus and uh, raise that child. But it's, it's almost a right, like a human right it's not it's not any country right it's it's a human like it's a humanistic right to It's humanity to like be able to have a child to give life so i you no one can deny that to you it's, not, it's like overpopulation overpopulation schmover sh- schmopulation you know <laughs> that's why i say like sure there's too many people sure the world's going to end like global warming global warming sure yeah i i believe it like i'm i'm not I'm definitely not a global warming uh, doubter. Like, I'm not a... I'm not doubting the scientists. Um, I'm not a flat earther either. <laughs> I'm not a Kyrie. I'm not a Kyrie supporter. <laughs> no, I think Kyrie was just... Uh, he was just toying with the media when he said that, actually, I believe. He was just messing with people, I think. But, um, yeah, of course I think global warming's a real thing. Things can get crazy in the next couple, couple decades, for sure. I think... <laughs> I don't know. What are you guys you think? Do you think global warming is... I mean, if, sure, of course it is. Of course it's as real as real as the scientists say. But I'm just wondering, like, 20 years from now... Oh, that's another thing that people say. When they're like, I don't know if I want to have kids because I don't want to bring them into this crazy world. And have them... Like, the world's going to be so crazy in, like, 50 years. <laughs> like, that's, that's like, a, another thing, like yeah but what about the first twenty years of your kids' life like what if those are like amazing like you gave you gave them an awesome i i still think it's worth it i don't know like i'm a i'm a person who like i'm not a person who like i don't think everyone should go out and have like a dozen kids like don't don't go out and just have a huge litter and i definitely think you i think everyone should raise or raise their kids and be responsible be responsible parents and Pay for them and house them, give them a home and support them, feed them, all that stuff, everything but um yeah, but if you if you can do that, if you have the capacity to do that, then why not? I don't know, I don't really see any reason why you sh- why you shouldn't have a kid if you have the if you have the ability, if you have the um, also oh another wait, take a step back. another huge step is you have to have the emotional capacity the emotional ability to, to love, to love like someone else, to, to love a, a child, a child of your own, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, <laughs> it's, just a, it's like such a heady conversation, <laughs> such a spacey conversation, ah, uh, I think it's real, I think it's like a real thing though, people, cause, it's something that like I've like, thought of, like, in the past few years, like, I've toyed with the idea. Like, would I ever want to have a family? But right now, I'm at the stage where I'm like, yeah, like ten, ten, fifteen years from now. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to have, definitely want to have a family. But, but once again, not within. Oh, there's a dog barking in the distance. <laughs> Wake up the neighborhood. Um, definitely not in the next decade. <laughs> I do. I just don't. I could see myself. I don't know. I meet the right. I mean, the right lady, maybe get married and the right lady, get married in the next decade, sure. But I don't, I don't really want to have kids in the next decade because that's like getting married. You can still have, I think you can still have, like go on tons of adventures, but it kind of it straps you down. It like buckles you down a little bit once, once you have kids. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have no idea, honestly. This is all like speculation, but I mean, I just have, I have some experience just from like visiting family. Just lots of uh, visiting family in Great Falls. Like, all those cousins. Like, I have a couple cousins that they have kids. So, I've seen them, like, grow up, basically. I've seen how it's, like, changed changed Darren and Eric, uh, my second cousins. Because, yeah, like, I kind of remember. I remember when they had their first kid back in, like, what was that? Like, maybe, like, 05 or something around there. So, yeah, and that, like. To- they've totally changed. Like They're completely different people <laughs> since then. But I mean, obviously everyone's changed in the past 14 years. But um, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I guess what I'm really saying is... I guess what I'm really saying is I think having a family, having kids changes you. And then if you don't have a family ever, if you never have a family, never get married even, uh, stay by yourself your whole life, then then you never change. Then you just you never get to find out what you may have changed into what you may have become that's like man i i can't believe i reached that conclusion that's a great conclusion to reach <laughs> i i'm proud of myself right there yeah cuz that's like the number one thing people say having kids changes you as a person it like fundamentally changes you and um yeah if you if you never experience that if you become a 75 85 year old person who's just an old, I'm just an old man at the senior center just playing cribbage. (laughs) Like, I'd still be happy. I'd still be, I'd be in the Chris phase. I'd be the Chris phase at 85, you know, 60 years from now. (laughs) Just playing cribbage, like, you know, probably gambling on each, on each game. (laughs) But, but I would never have got to find out what, um, what I would change into. Like, what dad Chris would have been. Like, it sounds so funny. It sounds funny for me to say right now, but, I think it's a true thing, like, I want to find out, I want to find out what, what, um, what I might be, what I, what I I could be, you know, like, I want to be a coach, like, I want to, I want to coach my, be the coach of my kids' little league team, you know, be like, be like the football coach, be the, the basketball, maybe he won't, maybe football won't be a sport then, but be the basketball coach, like, you do all that stuff, you know, like, drive him to practice and, like, go on like take him on vacations and like do all the dad stuff like I want to like my dad was like an awesome my dad is an awesome dad I don't know why I said was but it is an awesome dad and maybe that's why I want to be a dad it just comes back to that just that the only thing that I know as a dad is my own dad Scott Scott Arson and I know that he's an awesome person so I mean I want to be like him maybe I want to have a junior of my own. Um man. <laughs> but like still, once again, I want to I want to spend some time with Chris phase, I want to spend the next decade enjoying myself, but I definitely do want to find out what what dad Chris dad Chris can be someday. That's a fun that's a fun thought. Let's let's leave it at that. Uh man, it's been great. It's been great. It's, it's April 9th now. Congratulations, guys. You made the you made the, the transfer from April 8th to April 9th with me. Uh, let's wrap this baby up. Check me out on ChrisTheAuthor.com and uh, my books on Amazon Kindle. Thank you so much for following me on Twitter, ChrisTheAuthor8, Instagram, ChrisArneson8, and for sharing A Star is Born with all your friends and family and uh, everyone you know. you know, everyone you meet, the security guard at the mall. The person at the guest services, uh, you name it, the Easter Bunny. Um, it's been a blast, as always. It's a, it's always a blast. I don't know why. I don't have to clarify that it's been a blast because I have fun. I always have fun talking to y'all. So I can't. I mean, I'm just so excited for the future. Like, I hope you guys are the same. I hope you're feeling the same thing as I'm feeling right now in my brain. The, just like the blue skies feeling. Like, you know that? Like, I can see. You know, when you, you, you know when you get that imagery? Do <laughs> you guys have a vivid as vivid of imagination as me? Because I have a very vivid imagination. So I'm closing my eyes right now. I'm talking to you all, close my eyes. You know what I see right now? I see blue skies. That's all I can see right now. It's blue skies, ocean, blue skies, the beach. Beautiful, blue skies on the horizon. That's what I'm talking about. And it's pumping me up. I, I pump myself up. That's I think that's a big thing. Pump yourself up. That's my that's my life hack for y'all. My advice, don't be too embarrassed to pump yourself up cuz there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. That's what I'm saying. Who cuz who else is going to pump you up? Like you can't rely on you can't rely on your friends to pump pump you up or your parents or your teachers or your boss or your coworkers, you can't rely on other people to pump you up because you have to have that engine, you have to have that fire inside you that that light, that light bulb inside you it's flickering, it might be flickering right now, but you could find a way to get get it to stay on you know it's, it's I don't know just find a way to get that get that fire going in your belly because that's like something that changed for me that's changed speaking of changing as a person, I really became the person. The 25-year-old Chris, who is standing before you right now, s- sitting before you with his feet propped up on, on, this, on his parents' table, and they're on the back deck. Um, I became this person by becoming extremely self-motivating. And it's just like something inside me, like this ticking. <laughs> like I, it's like a, almost a clock. I, maybe that's what it is. It's I can feel the, the clock, the clock of life ticking and it's like i just have a a burn i have a fire i gotta create i gotta make stuff i gotta keep going keep going keep doing it keep earning keep making just keep creating keep experiencing you know keep making new friends new relationships all that stuff but whatever whatever gets you going like that's my advice to you from (laughs) that's my life hack for y'all find that uh Find that spark, that inner spark, that uh self motivator. They'll really rattle your bones and uh rattle those uh, cobwebs loose inside you. Cause I don't know. I I know that cobwebby feeling. Like I know the. Cause that's a big thing. That's changed for me. Is I feel like I've I've shaken all those cobwebs. All those um excuse me. I'm burping. I'm burping here. I've shaken all those uh, cobwebs loose. Like they're all gone now. They're all. There's. It's almost all gone. You know it used to be very cobwebby in my, inside, like metaphorically, I guess, but like, I feel like I just had so much stuff to say, but that's why, that's why I found, like, it, it, it almost led me, I think that's why it led me to becoming a writer, to becoming who I am, an author, a podcaster, a creator, keep going, keep doing it, it's because I'm shaking the cobwebs loose, it's just, it's what i'm doing like i don't know just you do it the way you want to do it like you do it how you do it i'll do it how i do it maybe start your own podcast Like, it's that's what i'm saying like that's one of those things there's no what is it rising tides it raises all ships that's the phrase um rising tides raises all ships so the more podcasts there are the better that is for the podcast community so it's it's not like a competi- it's not a competitive thing it's not about it's not about me versus Joe Rogan, like I'm. Not, I don't compare my podcast to Burt Kreischer's. You know, I compare my podcast to my own podcast. I I compare a stars born to a stars born, and I'm not even talking about the movie. I'm talking about the podcasts. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. Just compare yourself to your best self. To what you think you can become. To like what your potential is. To what, to what you envision your your best self like the best version of your of your being of your of your chris of your whatever your name is insert name here but yeah if you like to talk if you start a podcast like if you have a subject that interests you there's another life hack for you um find something that's interesting and just find a friend or if you're crazy like me if you're as insane as me then just talk into a microphone for hours on end because <laughs> I like to do it because I like to talk I like to hear myself I guess I just like to hear myself talk maybe 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 some people just like to hear themselves talk you know and is it so wrong like can you really fault those people I I can't really get angry at people that like to hear themselves talk like because I like to hear those people talk sometimes you know sometimes those people are entertaining <laughs> so I hope I hope I'm one of those people <laughs> but um yeah, I love doing a solo podcast, honestly, but I would love, that's one of the things, oh my gosh, that's definitely a goal of mine for when I moved to LA. It's, I want to do, I want to keep doing A Stars Born, of course, but I want to do a podcast, find a podcast buddy, find a, find a, a co-podcaster, a co-host, and then do a podcast with them. That's just, that's just something like, I'll I'll keep doing A Stars Born. Don't you worry this one. I'm going to keep doing this forever. I've, I've already decided that. As born, this is. We'll keep this going for. We'll keep this ship going for as long as we can. <laughs> we'll keep it going forever. But um, I would love to do to to find someone like a a person to bounce ideas off of. Like it's just like it's a whole new ball game, you know. Like doing one by yourself is super fun. It's like a fun way to explore like new ideas, like thoughts in your own brain. Just kind of hash them out on your own time, on your own time and dime. And just yeah, you know, no no dime. It doesn't it doesn't cost any money. It's free. But I mean, I guess if you're one of those people that considers time like time is money, so I guess you could say like three hours is like however many dollars. But um, I think there's value. I think it creates value though, because it creates like artistic. what is it like artistic integrity almost? It's like a catalog. I'm building my catalog right now. I just I feel like I'm adding. Like I've said this before, I'm building a house of cards with with everything I'm making, you know. Everything everything I'm putting out, everything I 'cause I think a big part of creating stuff, like sure you can you can write. Like it's good to write and keep a journal, but even if you keep a journal, I think you should make that journal into a blog. Just turn it into a blog. Turn it into something that people can read and then and then put it out on like social media or something and then tell people about it. Like that that's just more advice for me because I don't know there's something about sharing like sharing your thoughts and ideas with like people and just the universe and just kind of putting them out into the ether into the greater good There's, it's just a I think it's a, opens up a, it opens up it opens up a whole new life a whole new world <laughs> I got the song wrong. a whole new world so that's Aladdin right? Um, that new Aladdin's coming out like next month, I think. Will Smith, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith episode what was that episode six of a Stars Born, I think. Um, man, we've had, I've had fun. I love doing the solo pod. That's just one of the things I like doing, because I like listening to Burt Burt Kreischer's solo pods, uh, open tabs. Like I honestly, I like open tabs more than his interviews. Like it's just so fun to listen to Burt, just like. Blab on and on, but even those, he has um, what's his name? Um, Halston, his producer is always there with him, so he's kind of bouncing ideas off Halston. So that's not truly an open, that's not truly a solo podcast. Like, I'm I'm tr- I'm on my own out here, I'm sitting out here at 12 17 <laughs> out, out in the backyard of my parents' house right now, just holding it down by myself, you know. That's because I don't know, like. I guess open tabs. that's really not a solo podcast, if you think about it. Like, I'm not taking it down a notch. I still love Burt. I love Burt, of course, but if a person's there, you guys, like, Halston is there. He doesn't talk. He doesn't, Burt, I guess Burt talks the whole time. That's true, but, I mean, he's still, he's still talking to someone. It's true, he's still talking to Halston, so <laughs> I'll kind of have to clarify this. I'm just one of those people who has to clarify everything. But uh, I think Bill Burr, Bill Burr does a solo podcast, I believe, one where he where he only talks to himself. Oh yeah, Doug Buns Doug Benson, uh, Douglas Minis, Douglas Minis is just all by himself sometimes, um, just in his apartment or in a hotel room, but in, in Douglas Minis HQ, uh, Douglas Movies HQ, uh, over there in uh, Hollywood, California. But that, that's where I got the saying, "A star is born." HQ. That's where I got the idea for that. It's from Douglas Minis because he always says, uh, "Douglas Movies HQ, Hollywood, California." So, so I took it from him. <laughs> but now I'll give I'll give him credit right now. Um, Stars Born HQ, Pullman, Pullman, Washington, Coffee House Apartments, Second Floor, Baby, Across the Street from Washington State University. <laughs> but um, let's let's wrap this baby up. I've had so much fun. It's been a blast. It's been a blast as always. Like I just said. 10 minutes ago. (laughs) It's been a blast. It's been a blast. Um, I'll say that every episode. That's just something I say. It's been a blast. I think just have fun. Have fun, y'all. I hope you have a great day. Uh, Have a great night. Um, Have a great cruise. If you're on a cruise right now. If you're on a flight. If you're on a flight. Have a safe flight. Uh, If you're on a bus. Enjoy your bus ride. Enjoy your car ride. and um, Maybe if you're just going to sleep right now. Good night, sleep tight, I love you, any night.